This podcast is brought to you by The Province. The Province Sports Podcast. It's the Dry Tackle Podcast. It's Wednesday, March 8th. Patrick Johnston here at beautiful BC Place Stadium. Joining me this week, Mike Jameson, uh, BC Rugby youth coach, high school coach. Mike, how you doing? Can't complain. You uh, Nice view here. Quiet quiet day at the stadium. Yeah, it's a little chilly in here, but uh, it's pretty fantastic. The boys are out here looking pretty good. I'm excited for this weekend. It just, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you see here? You, you're, uh, you know, a school coach, you coach rep. Uh, you know, what, what are you thinking here as you look around? You know, obviously, stadium is empty as, we, as we're as we here right now. But so, you know, what, do you, what are you thinking about? What are you seeing? Uh, I mean, I'm certainly picturing this weekend. I think I'm actually sitting in this section this weekend. So I'm getting pretty jazzed up for that. Um, I was down in Vegas last week with my guys at the tournament. So I got to see these guys play last week. And it's just, uh, it's interesting to watch them practice and just sort of see how they're almost practicing just possessions, just repeatedly practicing their possessions, which uh, makes a lot of sense in this game of sevens because, you know, there's so few of them. You want to just make sure they uh, make sure they all count. You're a guy that's, you know, coached kids for a long time now, and, you know, this is the top end. But when you're trying to work with your young players and say, listen, this is what you're trying to achieve, I mean, how, how do you approach that, that challenge of saying, listen, you guys can do this as well? Well, that's tough. <laughs> that's very tough. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's just always a work in progress. I don't really know uh, how you can validate whether or not what you're doing is working. I mean, I look out here and I see uh, Phil Berna, um, who I coached with uh, Rugby League, actually, a couple of years ago. We went to the Commonwealth Games in Scotland. And he was a real special athlete back then and allowed us to achieve levels of that tournament that we had no business achieving just simply because of him. And you wonder, like, is that guy good enough to make it at that next level? And he comes out at the beginning of the season and I think struggled a little bit in the first few tournaments. But then last weekend played unbelievable and, you know, is for sure a good starter on the circuit. And uh, that's awesome to see. And then guys like Theo Souter and guys that have been in Shane's program uh, who, you know, I've had the pleasure of seeing on a field or uh, coaching at different times. It's super cool to see that. Uh, convincing other kids that they can do that is difficult, to say the least. You, you mentioned Shane. So Shane Thompson, obviously, do, former Rugby Canada Sevens coach, has been running the, the BC Elite Youth Sevens for a few years. You, you've you been involved in that or at least been near it. What 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 about Shane's program is 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 the key, do you think? Um, I think Sevens is awesome. <laughs> I, think, I just think Sevens is awesome. And I think um, what he's providing is sort of the best experience that we can offer kids in our province for rugby is going through that program. That's where all of our best players are produced from, um, by and large, minus a few obviously huge dudes who can't uh, can't exactly play sevens but might be a bigger good prop type thing. But the majority of the guys, just the skills they get from having to perform, you know, just the skills more, like there's half the guys on the field. So they're doing twice as much work. And uh, that just makes them that much better. And it's just, it's, it's a shame that... Um, there aren't more vehicles and guys like that doing that type of thing. We'll come back to that in just in a second. We'll, you mentioned Phil Berner, for example, and it was such a great example of a player that, you know, obviously I, I have his 
quite a bit of experience with him as a youth player as well. I've yeah. uh, openly acknowledged, made the mistake <laughs> of cutting him one year. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, Phil's come so far. Great example of a kid who was 16 years old, didn't really, you know, he'd play a little bit of rugby, but was just an athlete, really, and just wanted to figure something out and just made a connection with the game. And, you know, it's interesting. We see Robin McDowell here, who's a former Canada Sevens player. He's brought his University of Saskatchewan team. They're sitting here, or sorry, uh, provincial team, not University, yeah. uh, provincial team. Uh, from Saskatchewan and you know he's got kids here who are just barely touched a rugby ball but he's I'm tr- trying to bring them to an experience like this to see the big show uh, it, it's so it, that that to me is such a big story for how this all works that the reason why this is here now and w- the long-term impact of it is going to be huge I mean, we talk about challenges in the game this is not one of them um, but I look again I look at Phil and I know Damien Damien McGrath who's the Canadian coach and I've talked to him quite a bit uh, about sort of where do things need to go? I mean, he's only been here six months, but one of the first things he sort of said to everybody was, okay, where do I need to go? You know, what do I need to do? And he recognizes the challenge. He knows yeah. Canada's huge. He knows we have huge logistical challenges because of it. But the fact that he wants to go around and meet young players and say, this is how you, you know, can try to make the national team is such a huge step forward. And I, I think if you had said to Phil, you know, Phil's what, 20, 21 now. Yeah. If you had said to Phil when he was just, you know, a young guy playing like prevent, you know, sort of, club rugby or playing for, you know, he ended up going to St. George's, but he went to Vancouver College, played right. a bit of football, you know, played yeah. some rap. If you'd said, hey, you're going to be able to play for Canada in those days, I don't think he would have really kind of clued in what that means. But this, to me, that's what this means. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we were just talking to the guy who's running this tournament, and there's going to be over 70,000 people in these doors this weekend, and they're all cheering for Canada. Right? I mean, like, they might be cheering for another country, but, like, when Canada gets out there, there's going to be very few people who aren't cheering for Canada. So there's going to be 70,000 people here rocking for you, which is like, what else is a human being looking for in life? So you talked a bit about, um, you know, where things maybe need to go, what's possible. I know you took your high school team, you coach at Elgin Park and uh, is it South Surrey or White Rock? White Rock. We say White Rock. Uh, you took your team down to, to Las Vegas, yeah. you know, you know, your, your school guys. I know that you had some uh, challenging results, but, yeah. but your guys had a good time. I and mean, what, what, what is an event like that? mean for the modern rugby player i mean i know we all think about when we were kids and and when we were doing you know tours and things like that but you know kids now are different and i that's not a cliche that's the truth they think differently they see things differently what they're what's available to them there's so many more options available to them when you take a a bunch of sort of young high school rugby players down there what what are they getting out of it uh i think just a ton of experience in their eyes but i mean that tournament is the best tournament in north america for youth rugby there's just no other way around it. There's so many teams there. Um, the quality of rugby just keeps getting better and better and better every year. I mean, I know the BC teams um, weren't as successful as they have been in the years past, and I think a large portion of that was not being able to train because of the weather. But uh, I think the other half of that you know, balance is that the other teams are just getting way better, and I think it's a result of the states having so much college uh, rugby for these guys to achieve for and uh, strive for, and I think that's what the difference is. Is there's no um, there's no sell here, but it's coming, and you sort of need to let the kids know, like guys, like this is coming, like it's going to happen. Like you're not just playing this sport because like 15 guys can play at once. So me and all my buddies get to start instead of having us sitting on the bench, and then we don't want to play because we're embarrassed. So it's just like there's that much more opportunity, and I think. Once that sort of kicks off, and I mean, if it could ever kick off in Canada, it would be unbelievable. I got a girl at my school who's a BC level player, and she's got scholarship offers from all around the country. And like, 
vets and she loves rugby and her parents are super invested in rugby because guess what? Like it's going to save them money and we need to be able to save parents money and able to convince them to get their kids to do stuff. Like you look at a guy like Adam Roberts, uh, full disclosure, he's a buddy of mine. So like <laughs> I'm going to pump his tires, but like that guy is a God in the town of White Rock. And he's not really doing that much for people except providing a super, super fun experience for their kid. So he's actually providing a lot. I mean, well, he's providing I know what you're a lot, saying. But in terms of like how they're thinking, like most parents are like, okay, I want my kid to play hockey because like then he's going to be super rich. Right. And it's just like you're just everything comes down to that dollar. And if you can, if Adam Roberts could be getting like two to three kids a scholarship a year in rugby, like he would just be immortal. And like that's that's what we need those guys to be able to provide because that sells. And then when you can start selling that, you can start doing other stuff. And then your level of professionalism has to improve because more people are going to be doing it. And uh, I think there's just such a gaping hole um, in terms of rugby of like, where are we going? There just needs to be more domestic options for these guys. It's just sort of, we have all these rugby players and it's like, okay, well, you're going to graduate from high school. So maybe we have 50 rugby teams in the province that are senior boys and then they're going to graduate. And then realistically, we have UVic and we have UBC. And maybe between all the other clubs, there's enough guys for like one more team of guys in that age group. So already we've gone from 50 to three, which is terrible. So now we've got like 60 guys playing rugby. And then you start pumping the years onto that. And they're like, okay, well, maybe I'm not playing at the university because there's so many good guys here. And then they give up and we're just, we're losing all these guys and the numbers are just, the numbers were working against us. The, the, it's interesting you brought up the women's stuff and the, the scholarships available. And that, that's, that is a huge advantage of the women's game. That yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, I guess we call it U sports now, CIS, you know, it's, it's a, it's an approved sport. It's, it's, there's a national championship that's, that's a, agreed upon. It's sort of certified. It's not just uh, something that people kind of do for fun. No. And, and, you know, John Tate, has talked about that a lot. Sandra Fiorino has talked a lot, you know, the two uh, women's sevens coaches. You talk to the, the coaches involved, you know, Francois, Francois Rattier, who's coaching the women's 15s. You, know, you talk to them and they talk about how great it is for right now. I mean, they still want more and they worry about what happens after they leave university and that the level of, you know, club, the club game and how do we develop, keep these players, you know, up to level to play for the national team at, at 15s anyway. But, you know, in terms of, in terms of just getting athletes, recruiting athletes in that sort of 19, 20, 21, age bracket they've they've figured it out and to me i think you're totally right i I think it's finding a way to get more players playing in that window and and maybe it's the clubs yeah maybe it's just starting some new concepts i don't know what it is i think to me more than anything it's about getting people standing up saying hey i can do this so you know i mentioned robin mcdowell who's here with with the schedule and he's a guy who's set up he said i want to do this he's gotten involved he kept playing i mean he was a guy he told us his own story which is that you know he was a hockey player and then, you know, was playing kind of rug, club rugby for fun in Cowichan. And Gregor Dixon, who was a long ago seven superstar for Canada, would sort of kind of talk to him, whatever. And he kind of got hooked in. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm sure it's a long way, he got picked for a team. And I mean, that's Sean Duke's story. Sean Duke was right. just some kid who played rugby for fun. Yeah. And just happened to be playing in the summer and happened to be spotted by, you know, Kieran Crowley and Gary John. And they basically were like, we need to get this guy to a camp yeah and they got him into a camp and he you know he, the story is he tells it is hilarious you know he says basically he showed up you know he was up at his parents cottage and he stopped off in like parksville or nanaimo at a sports store to buy some cleats <laughs> yeah. and he showed up to practice he goes i was that guy i showed up in running shorts and yeah. a t-shirt and i was that idiot like yeah. we've all seen that guy right but 
he made it, you know, he kept going and he didn't, you know, at some point he said, I don't care. I just want to play. And, uh, and, and, and it worked out. And, and to me, that's the thing that we get so caught up in sort of what does it look like and what, you know, you know, I love, I'm, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest fan of like looking at kit design and stuff as there is. I know you are too, yeah, right? That's yeah. great. But that's yeah. the, that's, that's the cherry, right? Like right. you need to talk about how do we just get kids playing? And yeah. I just, you know, I mean, I, you know, when I coach school, I mean, I miss coaching school, but when I coach school, it was, there'd be kids and you'd see them PE and be like, just come play rugby for and sure. Be like what? They had no idea. Yeah. And they'd come have a good time. And a couple of them are still playing. I mean, there's good, some of the guys who are still playing that I coached in school are kids that were, didn't think of themselves as rugby players until after they finished high school. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's, that's the biggest challenge. And that's, what's so great about this is that you bring all these kids and you bring people in here and they get to see, okay, this is the stage. And then, like I said, now you have the national coach going around saying, all right, boys, like he went to the, um, he went to the Ontario, they had a U18 camp yeah. uh, last month. Yeah. Um, he went to the BC one too. He went to the BC one too. Yeah. And, 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 you know, basically documents his existence there. And people are like, wow, that's, I mean, that's easy, right? That's easy sell. People sure. are like, wow, he cares. Right. Yeah. And, and that I think is the, that's the other thing is sort of showing how it works. And I know again, Robin, that's one of the things he talks about is that he shows what he's doing and he says, here's what's, here's where it's available. And obviously rugby people tend to talk to rugby people, but to me, it's people like you, people who are in the schools, you know, going out, finding finding interest in that kind of thing yeah um what was your other big takeaway any other big takeaways from vegas what you saw down there um i mean i think it was just super enjoyable for experience for the guys and i think uh it was really cool that canada did well and i'm hoping they're gonna uh do well again this weekend um and i'm sure this place is going to be packed with a bunch of high school kids hopefully that uh that are going to get in here and see this and just be like okay this is sweet i think uh you know, and talking to some guys who work on Rugby Canada here, I think, understandably, they're under a lot of hot water with the uh, 15s uh, struggles down in Brazil. But I think, I think that's a good thing. I think that's going to motivate them to do stuff. And I think um, it's a good thing that so many young guys were playing in that game. And I think that's smart to put players out there that are, maybe aren't good enough to win those games because, like, those guys are going to develop. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, they didn't get the job done, uh, but they put 35 points on the team who won. And they're playing pretty decent rugby. And, of course, they're not going to win because they're all, like, 21 years old. Like, of course, they're not going to beat a bunch of 26-year-olds. Like, that's what kind of 26-year-old would let a 21-year-old beat them at something? Like, get some pride. So I think um, there's just the talking to the guys here and knowing that, you know, they, they're looking, they want to get the Pacific pride going. And I think everybody agrees that's something that would be fantastic. And I think if they had the Pacific pride, um, say maybe on the mainland and it was a U23 team and you put all the guys coming through the U20 program in there. And then once they finish at the U23 team, if they get carded, then maybe they're training on the, the island. And then we have an island and a mainland and guys are working together. And there's a pathway for me, who's a stud rugby player, to go from 18 years old all the way to 27, you know, when I'm hitting my peak through the pathway and maybe I make a World Cup team, maybe I don't, but I'm still getting to play super high level rugby throughout that period. And I think, uh, I think that makes a difference. And I think just too many times in rugby, there are people who love saying what you're doing wrong, love it, because everybody can point to something and say like, you know, something's wrong with everything, but what ideas are you providing to change that? Mike Jameson, it's been great. It's been fascinating. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Okay, buddy. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. Really insightful. Great, uh, great to hear from a local coach. 
and lots of good thoughts, I thought. Joining us next will be Canadian head coach Damian McGrath. Damian and I are going to talk a little about development as well, how he sees it from his role. Obviously, hired last fall. He's had some time to travel around the country a little bit and uh, obviously getting ready for, for this, this big weekend, but happy to talk about development. So here's Damian. So Damian, uh, you know, you, the last time we talked, it was snowing, and at least it's not snowing today, but uh, no, you went, you were going back east, you went to Ontario, yep. you saw some junior players, I know you've been uh, out here as well in BC, seen some players, we've got some Saskatchewan provincial team players up there. And what have you seen in your early days so far? No, it's, it's, there are so many good players, so many good players. The, the, I'm telling you, but you know that it's how we how we get those players from that under 18 level through to the mm-hmm. to the seniors. There has to be a pathway in place. Everybody talks pathways, but I haven't seen them. But we need to. You know, everybody's crying about losing all this money. It just means we've got to look at things in a different way. It's it's important that we that all the stakeholders. And I hate that word, but I think it's important. That everybody who has a stake in in junior rugby or Canada rugby needs to get together and find out what do we do. How can we make the best of these players? And I think sevens is an ideal development for players who want to step onto that 15 stage. You know, it, it, we're not in a great place in the 15s at the moment, but sevens can be an important tool, I think, to get young players into it. To play in front of 80,000 people over a weekend when you're 19, 20, 21, surely that's a great stepping stone towards playing in bigger things You know, further down the track. I mean, how does your role play in that? Obviously, you're focused on this, the senior team. You've got you know 20 players and you know, need your attention, but... But these, the Maple Leafs who are training here behind us, I think if on the podium money will hit us anywhere, it will be in this, because the Maple Leafs are the key to our future. You know, we get young players in and we have a, a system where we can bring them into camps, You know, we can work on them, work on doing the same things we do with the seniors, allow them to go off and play in Dubai or, or South America against other top-class teams so that they're ready to step onto the next level. I suppose it's giving young players a flag saying this is... This is how you get there. This is oh, how you yeah. get to the. If you're stage. if you're a young kid in Ontario or in Saskatchewan or in Newfoundland, you want to know that once you get to a level, you know, that, and you're doing the right thing, there is somewhere for you to go to do, you know, to put yourself in the shop window to, uh, you know, to play in the national side. Thanks, Dean. Pleasure. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Great, uh, great chat this weekend. I thought. As always, you can find us provincesports.com slash radio for all our podcasts. You can find us at uh, Try and Tackle uh, if you search for us in uh, iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. There's a link on the page if you're using another podcast player. I'm, of course, on Twitter at Rising Action. Lots of, lots of rugby, lots of soccer, lots of hockey chatter there. We'll see you again soon.